yes, this is Africa. I gotcha. It is the 22nd of May, 2020. Take out your thinking journals as your one-stop podcast for informative, factual, and interactive features, news, and updates for Africa, from across Africa, and the world begins to play. Ukalamukadze. That is our African greeting of the day. Ukalamukadze means, how did you wake up? At the end of the podcast, as always, I will reveal where it's from, so keep it here. Every podcast, we start off with an African greeting, celebrating our more than 3,000 communities that make up this continent. This podcast is brought to you in partnership with Orata Consulting Group, a brain trust supporting governments, public and the private sectors in the adoption of emerging technologies across Africa. This is Africa I Gotcha, MO presenting, and we are on our 68th episode. Today, with listeners from all over the world, we are on Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts too. Please subscribe. So, it's time for our interesting fact on Africa. Now that you have your thinking journals out, did you know that 255 pyramids found today in Sudan and nearly twice the number scattered across Egypt? According to various accounts in Egypt, the number of pyramids totaled between 118 and a maximum of 138. The Kushite king, Pianki, overthrew the 24th dynasty and united the Nile Upper Valley all the way to the Delta city of Napta, that is from Sudan, during his reign. Pianki, as well as his descendants, ruled as the pharaohs of the 25th dynasty. The Naptan domination of Egypt would last until the Assyrian conquest of Egypt in 656 BC. So as always, remember, we are an interactive podcast. I will post the link below here and you can go in and find out more about Sudan, the pyramids and all the history of Northern Africa. So today, in, it's all about education in our feature section. Now, if you recall, in an earlier episode, we had reported that 282 million students right now across the continent are at home, and so are 67 million teachers, all who can't teach or learn because of lack of internet connectivity. Well, guess what? Today, we report on a scheme in some 13 countries who now get access to online learning, so keep listening to find out out of the 44, <laughs> right, out of the 54 countries on the continent if you are one of them. And then also in our feature story, we have a really, really interesting, um, something called Africa's biggest digital classroom, bringing it all together. So again, uh, this is about ensuring that there is wide access to education. We're going to speak a little bit more about that. Um, they want to reduce low financial literacy rates across the continent and also vastly increase the uneven teacher to learner ratio. So keep it right here because all this is coming up in Africa. I gotcha. 
Okay, so it's time for our global news update from stories from across the world. And I'm sure that you've all noticed the way I've noticed the deafening global silence on the victories Africa has made in handling the pandemic. Nonetheless, here on Africa I Gotcha, we're here to bring them out from any hidden corner where they are. So let's start off with our first story. The African continent has a stellar history of innovating its ways out of problems. There have been coronavirus mistakes, notably misjudgments and deaths, and each one is a tragedy. And no one knows the course the pandemic may take next. But the continent, like the rest of the world, isn't out of the woods yet. But what has also happened is that many African nations are realizing early on that large-scale, expensive testing hospitalization was not an option for the populations and had no choice but to take a more creative approach. So across the continent, the lack of access to expensive pharmaceutical products, not to mention a well-founded history of lack of trust, has fueled interest in whether traditional uh, remedies have anything to offer. One plant in particular, Artemisia, or sweet woodworm, which belongs to the daisy family, is drawing particular attention after the president of Madagascar claimed it was a cure for COVID-19. So from West Africa, talk a little bit about finance and what's happening there. Some great news is also coming out of there. The much-awaited bill ratifying the end of the CFA franc was adopted on Wednesday by the French Council of Ministers. The text validates the transition of the CFA franc used by the eight French West African countries to become the newly mooted ECO, a currency to be adopted by the entire Western Africa bloc, ECOWAS. It also marks the end of the centralization of foreign exchange reserves of the eight West African states with the French treasury. In concrete terms, the central bank of Western African states will no longer have to deposit half of its foreign exchange reserves with the Bank of France. Great news coming out of West Africa. And the countries that are actually affected by this, I'll just mention the eight countries. These are Benin, Burkina Faso, Côte d'Ivoire, Guinea-Bissau, Mali, Niger, Senegal, and Togo. Great news. Okay, aha. Uh-huh. So next week on Monday, some of Africa's biggest music stars, that's on the 25th, are lined up to perform at a two-hour-long virtual concert to celebrate what's called Africa Day. So actor and musician Idris Elba is hosting the concert titled Africa Day Benefit Concert at Home. And this is happening through a partnership with the music channel MTV-based Africa and also YouTube. So the concert will feature performances from music acts like Benin's Angelique Kijo, wow, I love that woman. Uh, Kenya, Saudi Soul, yes, home being represented right there. All to South, South Africa's show will be there and Nigeria's Burner Boy. And guess what? South African comedian Trevor Noah and the reigning Miss Universe Tunzi and rapper Sean Paul are all a part of the concert lineup presenters according to the organizers. So a little bit about Africa Day. For those of you who may have no idea where it came from and what it means, so Africa Day is a celebration of the successes of the original Organization of African Unity, OAU, that has now become AU 
from its creation on May the 25th in 1963 in the fight against colonialism. So different countries in Africa, as well as around the world, celebrate the day annually. Okay, so now let's, well, let's go all the way down to South Africa in Botswana. So Botswana is actually ending its 48-day lockdown. So all businesses and schools are now clear to reopen under the government guidelines, including having individual temperature checks, use of face marks, and regular sanitizing. So the COVID-19 task force coordinator, Dr. Karang Masupu, said in a news briefing that depending on the coronavirus disease and pattern, a return to lockdown will remain an option. And again, so this coming out of Reuters says that the Botswana government has set aside more than 400 million US dollars to help absorb the economic impact of businesses suspending operations, including the prized diamond industry, which has had no buyers coming in and out of the country because of travel restrictions. So while still in South Africa, some sad news here, a two-year-old baby has died of coronavirus in South Africa. One of the world's youngest victims of the virus, the mother had tested positive of COVID-19 and the said child subsequently tested positive, um, the health minister said, Dr. Zweli Bukizi. So he says that the child had had, had, um, difficulties in breathing through the lungs and required a ventilator support immediately after birth. So we extend a special word of comfort to the mother of this child and salute the doctors, the nurses, and all the allied and technical personnel who had the difficult time on task of taking care of the child to the end. So um, still on Africa, and this is now in Britain. So British media regulator Ofcom has imposed sanctions against a channel founded by Nigerian mega church preacher Chris Oyaki Lome for airing unsubstantiated claims linking 5G the corona, to the coronavirus pandemic. I'm sure a lot of us have seen um, that literature on 5G being linked to the coronavirus um, pandemic. So the regulator apparently said that while it did not oppose the broadcasters airing controversial views of those challenging health authorities, the claims and the channel aired by the Christian channel, which is called Love With News, calling the pandemic a global cover-up, posed serious health consequences to the viewers. The sermon questioned the need for the lockdown measures to prevent the spread of the virus without providing context, according to Oxcom investigation. Now, back again to Zimbabwe, the deputy information minister has been fired. This happened hours after dismissing the abduction of a female member of parliament and two of her colleagues as a result of a row over um, a payment for sex. The deputy minister has also been engaged in a public feud with other Zimbabwean ministers. Foreign embassies in Harare, including those of the EU and the United States at the European Union, have demanded a swift and credible investigation into what they describe as the abduction and torture of the women. They were treated in a hospital after being found at the roadside near the town of Bindura. Two days earlier, they were arrested for taking part in an anti-government protest. Now let's come to East Africa and Uganda. Two months into the lockdown to prevent the spread of the coronavirus, many Ugandans are struggling. 
with 1.4 million people, uh, that's just about 3% of the population living with HIV or AIDS, according to government figures, one of the highest rates in East Africa. And with about 23,000 people dying and 50,000 new infections every single year, Uganda's Ministry of Health has set up a program to allow community health workers to collect HIV pills for patients. So, but more recently, um, it has become increasingly difficult because of food shortages and people being unable to work. And the news from other hubs from out of the continent, there's been a huge surge in visitors to beaches in Northern Europe after the coronavirus lockdown was eased and temperatures rose, which has alarmed officials and experts. Three towns in northwestern France shut its beaches on Wednesday because of the what is termed as unacceptable failure of people to observe social distancing rules. Municipalities in the Netherlands also urged German tourists not to visit. And in England, the town council of South End said it might take action after sun seekers flocked there. In Asia, India reported its biggest single-day spike in new virus cases on Friday ahead of the domestic flight after a two-month halt. There's more than 6,088 fresh cases reported in the last 24 hours, and that brings the national toll to just slightly under 120,000. The exact figure is 118,447. Deaths have also risen to 3,583 while 48,000 people have recovered. India has the 11th most confirmed cases around the world. Coming into China, China will move to pass a hugely controversial national security law for Hong Kong in what could be the biggest blow to the city's autonomy and civil liberties since its handover to Chinese rule in 1997. The law, which is expected to ban sedition, um, secession, and subversion of the central government in Beijing will be introduced through a rarely used constitutional method that could effectively bypass Hong Kong's legislature. In the United States, um, the U.S. has pledged to pay $1.2 billion to get early access to 3 million doses of an experimental COVID-19 vaccine being developed and tested in England. The vaccine is being developed by the University of Oxford's Jenner's Institute and licensed to the British drug maker AstraZeneca. It's expected to be, delivered, to be delivered as early as October, though not only that, though that only means that the doses will be stored until the vaccine completes the clinical trials, ensuring it's safe and effective in protecting against COVID-19. And then global coronavirus um, cases have surpassed 5 million on Wednesday within Latin America, overtaking United States and Europe in the past week. And this is reported as the largest portion of the daily new cases globally. So it represents a new phase in the virus spread, which initially peaked in China in February before the large scale outbreak followed in Europe and the United States. So Latin America has accounted for around a third, that is 91,000 cases reported earlier this week. Europe and the United States accounted for just over 20%. 
And a large number of those new cases came from Brazil, which recently surpassed Germany, France, and the United Kingdom to become the third largest outbreak in the world behind the United States and Russia. Okay, Africa, I gotcha. And this is the part that you all, a majority of you, actually wait and listen for. That's according to the survey that we did. So earlier on, I had mentioned that there's 13 countries in Africa that will currently be part of the 113 million, 33 million, who will get access to technology and cash transfers. So this is a partnership from UNICEF and Airtel Africa. And what they're doing under this partnership is they will mobilize technology to benefit an estimated 133 million school-aged children currently affected by school closures in 13 of the countries in sub-Saharan Africa where it operates. So um, I'm going to mention the 13 countries where this initiative is being run. And if you're part of the 13 countries, then find out from your local UNICEF office and also from your Airtel um, local office on exactly what and how students in your countries can be a part of it. So these are the countries. This is Chad, Congo, Democratic Republic of Congo also, DRC, Gabon, Kenya, Madagascar, Malawi, Niger, Nigeria, Rwanda, Tanzania, Uganda, and Zambia. So as I said before, and I keep on saying, you know, what we aim to do with Africa, I gotcha, is to ensure that we can actually give you information that the moment you get off this podcast, you can immediately make use of it and it has impact on your social economic opportunities and it changes things for you. So still on the story around technology, again, so this is about the Africa's biggest digital cluster that I mentioned earlier on. Well, All Mutual has committed to building Africa's biggest digital classroom so that they can extend their education-based work already being done across the group to many, many people. So the digital classroom is being designed to respond to the challenges of the widespread education exclusion, low financial literacy rates on the continent, the vastly uneven teacher-to-learner ratios, as well as accessibility to physical and financial resources that continue to hamper the success of the delivery of education on the continent and today and in the future. So uh, again, I am going to mention the countries in which this program, the pilot phase, is being run. And I will ask you to contact your nearest old mutual local office and find out what and how you can be a part of it. Of course, as always, I will post the link for all these things that I'm mentioning so that independently you can go and you can have some background information or where to start off from. But these are the countries 
where Africa's largest digital classroom is being piloted in. So one is South Africa, the other one is Namibia, the other one is Kenya, and the last one is Ghana. So please do ensure you go and you find out exactly what is happening and how you can participate. This podcast is brought to you in partnership with Orata Consulting Group, a brain trust supporting governments, public and the private sectors in the adoption of emerging technologies across Africa. Okay, it's time to say goodbye. And the language for today is Chidigo. From the Digo community, the Digo are an ethnic and a linguistic community based near the Indian Ocean, both in Mombasa, southern Kenya, and Tanga in northern Tanzania. So they're slightly over or slightly less than half a million people. And as always, I will be posting the link for you so that you can find out more about them and you can learn about this particular community which lives on the coastal side of East Africa. Well, as always, I want to thank you for listening. Let's keep our numbers down of infections across the African nations. Stay at home, stay safe, social distancing, wash your hands with soap and running water, Please no visitors in your home. Avoid gatherings as much as possible. Do wear your masks. Please wear your masks and wear them properly. And until our next podcast, this is Emil saying, I'm out of here.